Hello everybody, this is Andrew. This is Sarah. Learning is one of our values, so we're going to talk more about that today. Yeah, because coming from a, like the amateur place doesn't sound so appealing to most people in our culture, but if you're even remotely successful in whatever it is you do, you know you started off as amateur, right? So those who have made it and are in it know you all start from the same spot. Be the amateur, because then you're a learner. Yep. We are students for life, and there's been a lot that we've learned uh, in our house with some of our home projects. We were talking about that uh, earlier. Um, yeah. And I, so. we, and in past episodes, we actually mm -hmm. purchased a flipped home where the I guess the one thing the flipper did well was open up the space. Yeah, wall was knocked down. It, it um, opened up the house because yeah. the layout was like weird prior. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Yeah, you know who knows? They they may have been uh, new to flipping. Oh, they um, were. This was like their first flip. They uh, okay. Well, I, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, well, um, this is four years removed. People, he forgot. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> a lot has happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, so um, it, there are a lot of. A lot of factors that go into flipping a home. It's a, a, a complicated, it's an art form. Yeah, and like many things, you can invest it and do a top-notch quality job, or you can learn as you go and try to keep it as low cost as possible, which is what we think happened. Mm -hmm. um, and they did really shoddy work. And we knew that going in because we had a home inspection, which led to uh, an engineer coming out. Yeah. Yeah, so a very, very important key element of the house was not touched. Yeah, which had they invested their money there, they would have tripled their investment without knocking anything down or even painting a thing. Like yeah. never even stepping into the actual home, they would have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could have got our own refrigerator. Yeah, we're good. Uh, we could have painted our own walls and cleaned the floors. Yeah, we could have. We could have done that. The the foundation was important. Yeah, the so. foundation of the house was a real. Uh, actually, they probably spent more cleaning doing the upstairs mm -hmm. than would have saved money and tripling their investment had they just done the foundation. So it's not all. I mean, I'm not a flipper. I'm very very practical. So if I were to be a flipper, if one day we decide to do this, we're gonna go to the bones of the house and make sure the bones are really healthy and strong, mm -hmm. and then we'll. See what money we have left over. Yeah, yeah. Because, if, you, if you have a foundation wall that's leaning, you know that's that's yeah. more important than yeah. in the kitchen suite. And if the house bones are healthy, then we'll have a good flip, uh, aesthetically speaking. Yeah, yeah. And Definitely. we won't do a bottom of the line, because man, man. I mean, I don't know what she was thinking, but she that's what she did, and uh, yeah. So we've been fixing it ever since. We got a really good deal because our realtor was hands down light years better than her listing agent. So we scored big on this house yep john hines house max yeah so um so what have we learned what are, what are we uh what are some things that we've done that house? we can talk about that we're that we've learned about or learning about yeah i like to just jump in and do things andrew's the one who likes to study for a few years before I'm, he does I'm the anything five. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. i'm the enneagram five yeah <laughs> so um I, what we've been doing, I've been learning a lot, is like we talked about the, the studs coming out of walls and hammering the back the end. nail pops. Nail pops. Yeah. You know those little things? If you have a home that's more than like maybe 10 years, these little holes in the wall that start popping out. 
Yeah, you get the the little nail heads. Little, uh, these little bulges in your wall. Yeah, they, they they work their way out of the stud and start to poke through the drywall. And a lot of you were home this past year, so you probably noticed some weird things in your house. Um, and I noticed all the things. I've noticed all the things. Like when we came here, we knew, but like recently, like studs started popping out. And we, we our home is how old? Uh, like fifty 1950, It's nineteen fifty two. So okay. Uh, almost 70 years old okay so that explains a lot yeah well and you know one of the things that, that we learned about was the nail pops that were happening in our home the way they were I mean, one or two here and there is not usually but that's the cool thing we learned that you can pop them back in and then just spackle it's like it's like no cost to do that and it makes your wall now no longer have a pop so there's a YouTube video, or I'm sorry, a Instagram video, real. If you want to guys go on there, it's at WS Inspect, and just see how our four-year-olds help Andrew do it. It's that simple, and that's the amazing thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, we learned that. We learned about um, <laughs> a lot about caulking this year for me. <laughs> lots, yeah, lots of lots caulking. Lots of caulking. We had to do a lot of caulking on the exterior and the interior. Because our exterior doors are wood. Yeah. Um, and the frames are wood. I think everybody has wooden frames out there. I'm not going to inspect I don't know. Uh, wood, vinyl. Vinyl. Yeah. So would you have to caulk vinyl as frequently as we have to caulk wood? Like if, every two or three years we do it? Well, the caulking itself is, um, uh, it only lasts a certain amount of time. So if you have uh, a frame that's needing, uh, uh, you know, siding, a lot of times there, you don't need to caulk there because there's flashing installed, like a vinyl siding. Yeah. And then, yeah. So with that, those you don't necessarily have to caulk. If you, okay. Yeah, if you've got like a wooden frame up against brick. Um, uh, like there, we do. Yeah, like we do. There's no flashing there to install. Uh, so yeah, that has to be caulked. Wherever okay. you have that gap. Got it. Honestly, God, I don't know this stuff because I've never, ever gone to a person's house and thought, I wonder if you have to talk, caulk. Or I'm going to stare at this person's frame and see, you know what I mean? I just don't do that. So it's not something I think about. Yeah. But, you know, ever since I'm, you know, Andrew the home inspector i'm now aware of all these things and so i've been doing a lot of uh work around the house but mm-hmm. yeah yeah the, the the caulking around the the wooden members yeah that's going to be that's going to be important the caulking in on the inside that we did too like around the bathtub yeah because uh, we have boys that splash oh my god uh so water gets everywhere yeah andrew <laughs> might end up in the hospital with aneurysm if he continues to give our boys a bath because he all he gets so wound up okay. Well, because there was a repair done underneath where that bathtub is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where there there had been some sort of leak uh, that had been going on for a while, and so I guess like I, I have that image in my head. And it's like, oh no, our, our four year old is going to cause our house to collapse. But it was repaired. For now. Jeez, oh, <laughs> <So> crazy. <laughs> so we have to give him like a you know. Anti-stress. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, have to so, get him like some chamomile tea before yeah, so, it's bath time. Yeah, so I am seeking counseling and you know, some <laughs> trauma therapy, but, but I'm going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. But what's cool about all of this is I had not a clue how to do any of this, like how to repair the wood. Because okay, here's one thing to know about me, and I don't know about you, Andrew. I'm like, if you're going to do something, do it right. I cannot stand when people throw up cheap or lazy or sloppy fixes mm-hmm. it i get i just don't even understand that mentality i guess if you're going to do something do it right oh my god you had a super great example about this oh the brick outside the brick we have beautiful yes. arch work 
which is one of the reasons why we loved our home. It reminded us of like a Savannah vacation house. We love Savannah. Mm-hmm. And so, Andrew, take it away. The arches that we have on our front porch, so we have structural brick, which means it's not a brick veneer over top of uh, it. It's, it's actual structural brick. And the carport and patio have arches, and the carport arch is really wide and not very tall. And so it's not a proper arch. Uh, our engineer was explaining this to us. Is, uh, it, we can see that it had been damaged, that it was starting to break, and it's because the arch is really weak. It's trying to square itself, if you can picture that. So he gave us some ideas, but uh, in the meantime, we have some gaps where the bricks are starting to separate again. Uh, it had been repaired before, but it had obviously not been repaired correctly after I had shown the pictures to a mason. And then he told me, you know, here's, here's how you do. You know, you can tell that they didn't, um, that, that they didn't do this properly. So what you, what you have to do with, with the, when you're repairing mortar is you have to chisel out all of the old mortar. And then you have to, you know, either blow out the dust. You can use a, a or you can use like a mason brush and just get out, clean it out really good. You, you chisel out all the mortar and then clean it. And that's what, that's the step that was skipped is they had either not chiseled out all of the mortar uh, or they had not cleaned it properly before putting in the new mortar. So the new mortar did not last and it didn't hold up. They also might have used the, the wrong mortar. Uh, that was the other um, the other suggestion that might have happened is that the, uh, the wrong mortar was used and it's not very strong. So now we know how to properly go in and fix it. Do you see why that boils my blood? Because this is like four years removed. Mm-hmm. That is that is a blip in time. Yeah, that's we're, nothing. We're Seventy year old house. Um, so, um, I'm I'm looking forward to that project. They're gonna get my hands on it. What um, I, I know what I would like to do is you know have my buddy Ivan the Mason uh, come over and then we kind of work on it together. Because uh, there are some of these that's like okay if I chisel out the mortar, these bricks are coming down. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. Right. Um, so uh, I'd like to have a skilled mason uh, come in since I've never done masonry. And then we won't have to worry about it for yeah. like maybe another several decades. Mm-hmm. That's when you do something right. So like what I learned is I learned how to mold the wood putty this yeah. year because we have so much wood. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, when I say the person who flipped our house did a sloppy job, I mean, I don't like so bottom of the line <laughs> like so ridiculous and so I had to do a lot of wood cutting to some, like a frame in our bathroom like literally cutting off chunks of wood replacing it and like filling in the gap with wood putty to make it symmetrical and even and clean looking and sanding you know and mm-hmm. then painting because I wanted to look nice mm-hmm. not like something's really wrong with that door frame like it's just it's so ugly like i don't know mm-hmm. y- you know yeah. yeah just take care i mean and it's not just because it's my home i do notice that stuff when i'm out mm-hmm. like you know i grew up in new york city where it's it's i mean america is not an, an old country like europe per se but i grew up in a very old building and around very old architecture because i grew up in new york city not like the upstate new york but like the city and so beautiful architecture, and when it's maintained well, man, it's just so you could just appreciate the the art that went into its architecture, you know, mm-hmm. like the design. Because 
buildings and structures is somebody's creative work. You know, the man who built our house lived in this house for years before he sold it and moved into an old folks home. You know, like he built this house with his own hands. It was his, his vision, his art. It's beautiful. And it's just, now it's our home. It's just, I feel as a creative, as an artist, it's just insulting to the architect, to the artist, to the creator of the home or the building to not take care of it. Like that's something that is kind of lost in a large part of our culture. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we all want everything new and fresh and we don't invest in what was already built. Right. You yeah. know, new is fine, but don't tear down the old. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and it's it, just, I, I have appreciation for people's work. So yeah. And, and this, um, this is along the lines of kind of fixing something instead of just, you know, getting something new. Um, not necessarily, not to say that uh, a dishwasher is somebody's artwork. artwork. <laughs> <laughs> I see you trying to bring it back though. I go I'm, off on I'm tangents. Tr- I'm trying to segue here Sorry. gracefully, but it's not working out so well. It kind of is. <laughs> I see. I see where you're going. Just about anybody that I would talk to, kind of in my circles, um, if the dishwasher dies. They buy a new dishwasher. Or they go on Craigslist and get something for super cheap because they don't want to spend the money on it. They buy a replacement dishwasher. A replacement, it, yeah. It, yeah. A new to them dishwasher instead of trying to fix the or one they have. a new dishwasher, yeah. Um, and I didn't want to do that this time. I'm like, you know what? Let, let's let's look into this. What's what's wrong with the dishwasher and what's going to take to fix it? Okay, it's going to be 100 bucks for us to fix the dishwasher. and Like order the parts and repair it ourselves. Yeah. So ended up doing that. And that was fun. I, I learned a lot about how a dishwasher is put together. Dude, no joke. You got to take off like the entire face of the dishwasher just to get into the latch parts, put the brain in. Yeah, we had to put, yeah. Like, you know, the buttons are, we call it the brain, but yeah. you know, the, it's, it's, set it. it's the user interface of the, uh, of the, of the dishwasher. So, um, fix that and put in a, a new latch. Who, who, who knew that a latch? You had to take the whole thing off. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, the, the latch was easy to replace, but the latch was almost as much money as the brains. Yeah. Because the latch has a little sensor in it that tells when it's closed. So the brain then activates. So that, because the, the dishwasher, so that it doesn't run, so you can't turn it on while it's not closed. It was really cool. <laughs> and it feels good to do this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. it was like a definite adventure involving a, a two small children who mm-hmm. want to help and insist on helping right yeah and so we actually want to encourage that in them so we're like yeah you can help just make sure you don't get squished by the dishwasher <laughs> <laughs> like stand over here but the, the, the thing that kind of blows blows my mind because i actually kind of like figuring stuff out and like you know you need brown five <laughs> get my hands on this thing it was just it was it was fun for me <laughs> Yeah, and um, I insisted he do it because I'm an eight, and I'm like, you don't do it, don't figure it out. Yeah. Let's just order the part. But it's always easier, right, to just go. Well, for a hundred dollars, I could fix it myself and spend, you know, a couple of hours doing it, or I could just spend a couple of hours. It did not take a couple of hours, and yeah. it had videos on how to do it. Yeah, that from, was cool. From the uh, appliancepartspros.com. Uh, yeah. So, um, anyhow, it, it, it's. It's, a lot of times for some people, it's easier to justify, well, I'll just, instead of spending $100, I'll spend, you know, three or $400 and just get a brand new dishwasher. You can. That's cool. Yeah. We didn't want to. Yeah. Didn't want to do that. We're Like, I'm so cheap. when Like, if it's something physic- fixable, mm-hmm. I'd rather just fix it. If the whole thing were shot and, like, there was a leak involved and, like, if it were just a hot mess, then yeah, of course we're going to repair it, like re- replace it rather. But it was just the latch. It was because we have two boys that slam things. 
I am rough, I'll slam shut, you know what I mean? And like I mean the thing got to, it got a lot of use. It got a, we, it gets a lot. Sometimes yeah, there was a season in our lives where we ran it like twice a day. It's just nuts. Yeah. We toned it back. So anyway, the point there was, you know, let's let's get the parts. The pint um you know, was it a pint parts pro. Mm -hmm. Let's do that and let's try to fix it. What's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work? Well it doesn't work now anyway. Right, so. then we'll just get a new one. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a go, you know. Yeah, so let's we'll we'll give it a shot. So we did. And it runs beautifully. Yeah. Only I spent a hundred bucks and or hundred and thirty bucks or whatever instead of buying a brand new one. Yeah. So something we learned there. Yeah. That was fun. Now yeah. I know how to disassemble and reassemble the yeah. dishwasher. And that's the thing, you have to embrace being an amateur when you've never done something. And I say amateur and not like complete doofus. An amateur actually has some common sense. Like there's I know I'm gonna need a screwdriver and I know how to turn, you know, lefty loosey, righty tidy. I'm like competent. You have to be competent and teachable. So that's what I mean by amateur. And if you're teachable and you know that you don't know enough to do it without somebody instructing you, then you have an opportunity to grow and then gain a ton of confidence out of it. Because, I mean, that's just how you gain confidence and knowledge by being in the seat of an amateur, a teachable amateur. Yeah. And, and then... Not yeah, a doofus. Yeah. And also kind of having the, the wherewithal to be able to find a credible source of right, information. Right. Like... Because the, the, the videos that that I was looking at to figure out how to take this apart was from a manufacturer. Right. So they have the pros <laughs> make videos on how to do it. It's like really like not tapped into market, mm -hmm. but they've they've got a beautiful catalog of like each part and what you might need to do. Like it's just really thorough. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and we learned a lot just doing that. <laughs> About me watching you, I didn't do anything. But I was going to until I saw the video and I was like, oh, I got to take that off. No, he can do it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, so going going to um, whenever you're working on, you know, an appliance or, uh, uh, you know, your furnace or you know, whatever. Going to, I would say first start with a manufacturer and kind of go from there instead of, you know, um, somebody with a really cute handle. Or if you have somebody in your life who's really YouTube. handy. Yeah, even better if you've got the 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 one on one. Yeah, that you can get. get somebody in your house who's like, yeah, just done it. Mm -hmm. Let them teach you. Yeah. And like you said before, hire a professional. Like if you have something, don't play with your electrical panel, please. I don't care how yeah. novice or amateur you are, get a professional out there with the heart of a teacher who is going to show you. Look, he's Lane Ellison because mm -hmm. he's a really good educator. He'll just walk you through the whole thing and explain to you what things are and. I know. So next time, like if you if you have something that shorts or whatever, he'll show you with the press or whatever. Mm -hmm. But and and they'll teach you what not to do because it'll shock you and potentially kill you, or you could, or you'll be completely safe and just bust everything in your house and you won't have power. So like, just don't touch your electrical unit unless <laughs> yeah, unless you're an electrician or have a neighbor who is or a friend who or you know uh, whatever somebody you the ins and outs of it. Mm -hmm. And a good electrical contractor will have no problem showing you. Yeah, they might they might not let you, you know. They're not, yeah, they're not going to give you the thing. It's like, here, just twist right here. and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not going to, yeah. Um, their insurance company would probably not like that. I don't much. think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but having, you know, that teachable moment, because, you know, like our, our friend Lane that you mentioned, yeah, he's the kind of guy who knows that 
the homeowners are going to try this themselves. They might as well do it safely. Right. It's like, hey, you know, you're better off to hire a pro doing this, but just so you know that next and time And he's you... not liable if you try to do something <laughs> later, okay? Like, you're liable because you decided to do something. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, just if you have to hire somebody, get somebody who's an educator and, you know, get them on the phone and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I learned a lot about chimneys. Because when we moved in here, the, the chimney, we were told, was not usable. And it wasn't really a priority for us um, anyway to have the chimney be operational. It was a wood-burning fireplace. And it's like Makes flush to the ground. Um, it, uh, on, the, on the floor. Yeah. Uh, in the house. Yeah. Not outside. But yeah. The, um, right. the hearth is on the floor. And so it's not safe. No, we have a dog who's borderline just... He's not smart. He's like lower than not smart. And I just imagine him walking into the fire out of curiosity and like dying. Yeah. He's stupid. Yeah. So we've got an inadequate hearth. Um, an inadequate dog. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a small child. Yeah. Now two small children. So I don't like care about the fireplace. <laughs> yeah. But I, I learned a lot about, um, uh, you know, moisture problems. And it, particularly in these masonry chimneys in older houses. Uh, and... Um, learning a lot about the kind of history of them and their purpose. You know, I already knew this, but this is kind of interesting that, um, you know, their purpose is not to provide heat Yeah. to a house. <laughs> yeah, what is it, to light s'mores? Like, what's the point of having a fireplace in a house, ambiance? It, yeah, it, it's decorative. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, only, the only fireplace that's going to heat a house is if you have a stove. Oh, like one of those wood-burning stove a, a fireplaces? Stove, like insert, them, yeah. If you have a stove... Those iron with, things? Yeah, like with a nice. fan system. Yeah. Uh, a way to pump out heat. Because yeah. your typical wood-burning fireplace sucks the air out of the room. Mm-hmm. And it's bringing... The new air that comes in comes from outside. So you're using up all the warm air inside to fuel the fire. Well, my Uncle Vinny had his house built in Pennsylvania. It's like like near the Pocono. It's like really cold up there. He had like a nice cast iron mm-hmm. wood like fire thing that he put that had his pipes going out the whole house, mm-hmm. spouting up from it. It's so cool. Yeah, those are those are good. They're cool. Yeah. But yeah, these um, these fireplaces that were you know built in the fifties, you know, they were not designed to heat the house or designed to last very long either, or to be used, you know, in the practical sense. They were decorative. Interesting. So. Is it okay to make s'mores in your own fireplace? <laughs> I'm serious. Sure, yeah, you make s'mores in your fireplace. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, flashing around the, the fireplace was something that I learned about, too, because we did have a, uh, a little bit of a roof leak uh, recently. So it was really cool to be able to trace that instead of, you know, freaking out, oh, my gosh, there's a water stain on our ceiling. For sure. Uh, it was It was pretty easy to to put the pieces together and, and trace it and we took care of it. Um, and, and, you know, that was, that was nice to be able to do because those can be hard to, you know, water leaks can be hard to track down. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I have a story running in my head, but like sometimes like if you see a leak, it won't be like right above. It could be like over on the other side by like a, like a, couple like a meters away yeah the water can travel yeah the water <laughs> travels and it's leaking and you think it's right above but it's actually not mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry um other projects that we got going on what else we got going on 
that we've learned from because we got a lot of stuff in this house. Uh, maybe something that we got anything like in the future that we're going to look at. In the very near future, I'm going to get the outside uh, back doors done. Oh yeah, the, we got two like big swinging barn doors. Yeah, and then uh, one the exit from the basement. Um, they they are in need of painting. Yeah, yeah. they're really in need of replacement. <laughs> I'm not doing that right now. Yeah. You're asking a lot of me. I'm the handyman in the family. He'll do it, but he he also is a home inspector and works, and so I'm at home and I'm I don't wait for him. Like great. like last year, he, we were talking about taking down one of the crate myrtles, and I couldn't remember which one he wanted down, so I took both of them down. Mm -hmm. And he came home and they were like half hacked down, and <laughs> I was getting the neighbor over with his chainsaw. I was less concerned about that <laughs> than I was when I pulled up and I see you on a ladder on uneven ground near the very top. <laughs> yeah, I figured I was okay to do it. I'm very determined. Yeah. It's very life-giving. I feel really good when I do things. That would have been very life-giving if you had toppled from that ladder. Oh, no, I'd have been in the hospital. <laughs> Again. For a while. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we, uh, we've got this attached carport, like a secondary carport. Where that's coming down. Yeah, it's going to be something to come down. So yeah. that's going to be a learning experience. Yeah, but I'm super um, determined that's happening. Yeah. We might have to outsource it. Yeah, we'll see. See? You see yeah, what I'm I mean, saying? Do you see what I'm dealing with? I mean, you know. This is something just, I'm legit yeah. willing to, because then they'll haul it away. Well, we can outsource that part. You know, <sighs> yeah, let's I don't know. Look. This is something I'm actually willing to outsource. And he's like, I don't know. I think you can do it. I <laughs> I, you know, because. Tearing something down. I mean, I can do that all day. I can, I can tear stuff down. I just don't want it to tear into our home. Fair point. That's the thing I'm worried about. And it's metal. Mm -hmm. And it's been out there for 50 years. <laughs> I'm not going to... I'm going to have to get a tetanus shot. Like, I don't want to get hit scrapped by this thing. <laughs> I, don't, I think I'm good with the tetanus shot. You know, oh, can we get a, a hammer? Like a thing and like hammer the, the cement up? And then I would we'll, love to rent a jackhammer. A jackhammer. Yeah. Let's jackhammer the sides. Let's... Let's do that. I really <laughs> want to do that. Yeah. we got a lot of fun stuff that we want to do. For yeah. Sure. And uh, then whoever buys the house when we're done with it won't have to do a bunch of stupid stuff because we were too lazy to do it right the first time. We're moving <laughs> it slow, making it better at, as we improve mm -hmm. instead of just making it look aesthetically better when really underneath it's just gross. Mm -hmm. Got to do it right. Yeah. Learn how to do it right. Yeah, learn how to do it right. And, and, and oftentimes that involves hiring somebody. And I know, you know, we don't like a lot of times. I'm speaking just kind of as a guy. I was, was going to say, I have zero problems hiring somebody, though. I have a few problems hiring somebody. So it's. <laughs> I want somebody to do the masonry, and mm -hmm. I want somebody to take down the carport. I don't want to do that. So here's, here's what I like to do, because I had a friend that did I'll this. help. It sounds fun and knocking something down. Yeah, but here's what I did. I, I had a friend who did this. He was um, uh, he was a handy guy, and so oh Steve. Yeah, he was handy enough to be able to negotiate himself into um, uh, the the project and get a deal. You know, if he did like grunt work and you know help the guy out, so they didn't have to hire help. Um, so he was handy enough to be able to do that. And yeah, I mean that's that's something that's something I'll do. Sure. What do you mean? Sure. So you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna handle. Like, she's handy. She she can help you. She's like, I'll give her free. Like come on, you gonna what? work me into a deal? I no, I'm not myself into a <laughs> no, deal. You're gonna work me into the deal. Whatever you say. 
Oh my do- my wife does to, really good grunt work. She's like a donkey. <laughs> I've never in my life done that. She'll tear her down a few poles, no problem. <laughs> I am not that kind of guy. Cheap ass. I'm kidding. I'm not that kind of guy. I don't pawn that on you. Um, I'm teasing. <laughs> so yeah, I'll uh, I'll help Ivan out with the the masonry, uh, and um, you know whoever comes to tear down our okay I, w- I still think we can do it but all right let's go you could go in the room pinch a few pennies see if they bend <laughs> <laughs> this is the way i want to learn yeah i know i'm so, teasing you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah so we like to learn and getting your hands dirty in the process is actually how you learn yeah yeah if you uh if you know teach mm-hmm. and if you don't be teachable yeah and then once you learn, yeah, the cycle starts. Teach somebody how to do yeah, it. Yeah, you pass it along. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, um, let's get let's get back to learning stuff. Okay. There we go. Okay. Peace. Bye. Have a good week. <laughs>